0: Here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's talk about all of this news. Okay, let's start with Zeke, then we'll move our way to Dalvin Cook. So Zeke signs with the Patriots, right? Not what you wanted to hear if you drafted Ramondre Stevenson or if you were targeting him in your draft. However, if you haven't drafted yet, I think this is a good opportunity to catch him while he slides in ADP. Right, he was going at the 2-3 turn. I think he's going to slide a little bit. You could potentially get him at the 3-4 turn. Maybe even later, depending on who you're drafting with. I, I think he's still going to be a 3-down back. Okay, That's still rare in today's NFL. Okay, He's not going to be an every-down back like he was going to be if they didn't sign a guy like Zeke. I think he still has 80-catch upside. right? And you look at the receivers that are on that team... Stevenson can lead that team with targets. Right? The big question for me is what happens at the goal line, right? I think Z can take away, you know, maybe ten carries per game. You know, Stevenson can still see 17 to 18 touches with a lot of that coming in the passive game, right? Um, uh, but yeah, my main concern is the goal line. Right? Does Z get that work? Does he get most of the work? With Damian Harris, was active last year, he was one of the most efficient goal line running backs. Over the past couple of years, you know, he he wasn't the clear goal line back for the Patriots even when he was healthy. Okay. So, and also you look at last year, you know Zeke was a uh, you know an efficient goal line running back, but the Patriots were not a, a functional offense last year, right? Stevenson was not a uh, efficient running back at the goal line, and that can lead one to believe that Zeke will just simply take over that role. I don't know. I'm not completely convinced that that happens. But I can see it happening. You know? Regardless, you have to understand that Remandre's role, even if that happens, if he's running around on 65% of dropbacks and he's getting targeted, he can still finish as an RB1. Even if he's only getting, you know, 40% of the rushing attempts. which is, Which I think wouldn't make any sense. Like, why would you give... Zeke, who's a clearly declining player, more rushing attempts than Ramondre Stevenson. So, if we don't assume that, and we assume that Ramondre is going to get, let's say, 60% of the rushing share, it could be more, right, obviously, but let's say 60% to be conservative, and, you know, he gets a 15% target share, 17% target share, you're still looking like a, you're still looking pretty good, Okay. Still has uh, RB1 potential here, and you'll be getting him at a discount. Okay. It is Bill Belichick. I get it. You know, so, yeah. So Stevenson loses value, but he's not the every down back anymore. He's still three down back, and he slides to the fourth round. Now I'm grabbing him there, especially given the fact that there were a lot of players in 12-team leagues that I was not really... I didn't love the fourth round, to be honest with you. So I think Stevenson can potentially become my target there. Okay. Moving on to... Dalvin Cook now. Dalvin Cook to the Jets. I think there are going to be a lot of games where Dalvin Cook is the more valuable running back even later in the year. Now, Brees Hall is rehabbing that ACL. You know, he should be back potentially by week one. But there's no reason for the Jets to rush him back. Okay. Now, as you guys know, I was avoiding Brees Hall this year. And it wasn't because I thought they were going to sign someone like Dalvin Cook, you know, early on. It was because I just don't like targeting running backs who are coming off an ACL injury. We've seen it with Saquon Barkley, right? He had an injury the year he came back, right? We saw it with Dalvin Cook, right? Uh, And there were multiple running backs that you saw it with, right? J.K. Dobbins last year, but J.K. Dobbins was an even worse injury, right? It was an ACL plus, so he was definitely in a void, right? Brees Hall, you can kind of justify it because... You know, and I and I didn't dis- totally disagree with the people that were in on Brees Hall for this year because he's an insane athlete. He's super young. He has high draft capital. The, you know, and the high draft capital matters because you know the team invested in him and they're going to get the work regardless, right? A lot of running backs who tear their ACL but they're late round picks, so the team doesn't have much invested. So there's no reason for them to really care, or or or, or there's no reason for them to like have to get them work, right? Because they, they're the guy. You know what I mean? So, so I think from here on out, I I think I might be ranking Dalvin Cook over Brees Hall this year. I think I might be doing that. And this is a good offense. The thing is, you know, there's no clear delineation between Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook because both of these guys do everything, right? They both pass block, they both catch the ball out of the backfield, they're both good runners. They're both potential goal line backs. So what happens here? I think since Dalvin Cook can do everything that James that Brees Hall can do in terms of role, I don't mean by talent because as you know, as of today, Brees Hall is a better talent than Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is you know at the you know at the end of his career, but he's not where Zeke is, right? He's a lot talent. He he's he has a lot more left in the tank than Zeke does. So I think Dalvin Cook, you know, especially early on in the year, man, I think he could be an RB1, a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 at the very least. And then this is just going to slow Brees Hall down for the rest of the year. As a Jets fan, this is amazing. This is exactly what you wanted to see because you don't have to give Brees Hall a whole lot of work down. Now you can give him, like, 12, 14 touches a game, and that's it. Let him be efficient, you know, and let him be a playmaker. But you don't have to force feed him twenty touches a game. But from a fantasy perspective, you were, you were hoping that Brees Hall could still manage to get twenty touches a game. So I get that. But you know, this is, this is a complicated situation. I'm moving Brees Hall down, you know, to like a you know low end RB two. I had him at a as a high end RB two. Move him down to a low end RB two, and I'm moving Dalvin Cook to high end RB one for now. I'm sorry, high end RB two for now. Okay. It's a good, it's going to be a good offense. To me, you know, the other impact of this is the Jets defense is going to be really, really good. They have two really good running backs. This is the best backfield in the NFL at this point. So now, why would you need to pass the ball a whole lot? Why not let Aaron Rodgers be, become, a, you know, be a game manager? I think this is going to be a run first offense now with a good defense with a tunnel I'm sorry with a you know a uh, just a tunnel passing offense right that keeps saying tunnel it's because it's because of this view it's fogging my brain funnel a funnel passing offense to to uh, Garrett Wilson right Garrett Wilson is going to be the funnel of this offense when i say funnel i mean he when they do pass the ball He's going to get like 30% target share. And all these other wide receivers are going to be irrelevant for fantasy. Maybe Alan Lazard can catch up touchdowns and stuff, sure. But I think this is going to be an efficient offense with Garrett Wilson being the funnel. And that's it. Those are going to be the fantasy relevant guys. Dalvin Cook, Garrett Wilson, and then you sprinkle in some Brees Hall. This makes me like Aaron Rodgers less, but he would have to stay efficient, to be honest. Uh, and I think he can be. So I'm okay with Aaron Rodgers as my like QB2 in a two-quarterback league. But I'm not going out of my way for him to be my fantasy starter. This is similar to what we saw in Green Bay, where you have a good run game. You, lie, you rely on the running backs. It was a funnel to Devontae Adams. But now the Jets have a better defense. fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. Oh, would you look at this? J.K. Dobbins. Back at practice? John Harbaugh saying he's 100% healthy? Oh. Wow, would you look at that? He's back. He's going to get a large workload. And he's being severely under-drafted. In the fifth round right now, guys. We tried to tell you. We tried to tell you for like eight episodes straight. So please take advantage, all right? If this is the first episode you're listening to, just know that I'm all in on Dobbins at this price tag. You know, we'll get into the preseason game for the Ravens a little bit later. Uh, and we'll talk about how these running backs were used and why it's good for Dobbins. So stay tuned for that a little a little bit later in this episode. This episode is all about the preseason takeaways, by the way. Okay? We're going over, not necessarily game by game, but I'm going to be going over, you know, point by point by point. With all the, all the games that happened over this past weekend, what it means for fantasy, who played in the first team, who didn't, who was rotating, who wasn't, who stayed on the field, who played with the starters, who didn't. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Stats don't really matter as much. You know, you want guys to look good. You know, Tank Dell, you watch him play, you're like, holy shit, this guy got it, right? We saw it at the Senior Bowl, we see it now, but he didn't play with the first team, right? So you have to take that with a great assault, and we're going to talk about all that in a bit. Okay, Saints rookie running back Kenry Miller suffered a knee sprain. Not great. It's the same knee that he had the MCL injury on, you know coming into the NFL. Uh, he's not going to need surgery, so that's good news. He could be ready for week one, according to Tom Palico. That's cool. but you know, missing all this time in camp and preseason is not going to do Miller any favors, okay? And I've talked Miller up a lot lately, right? You guys know and i've been bullish on him but i simply can't be bullish on him anymore with him missing this crucial period as a rookie right jamal williams is probably going to take a big workload while alvin kamara is out those first 3 weeks you know at this point right i wouldn't you know be surprised if they bring in a running back you know off the street who can pass protect right and serve as a pass catching running back i think one of the reasons why the jets took down the cook you know, off off the market and why the Patriots took uh, the Ezekiel Elliott off the market right now is because of the Kendrick Miller injury and the Saints, you know, probably looking for a running back at this point. I think that's what happened, right? Kendrick Miller signed. I mean, I mean got hurt. And these other teams have to act quick. Okay, so, you know, unfortunately, I can't be bullish on him at this point. I think Alvin Kamara is the guy in that backfield. Okay, he looked good this you know this past weekend, and you know he was playing in every every role. He's going to be the guy. He's a major value right now at running back in your drafts. your draft him mean, if he's there in the fifth round. I think I think you got to take him. Okay, you know unless you're going wide receiver, but he's a good he's a good running back target, especially if you're not drafting running backs early. So yeah, I I, I think. They're they're gonna bring someone in who could could, could be a potential pass catching running back to compliment Jamal. Maybe a cream hunt. You know, I'm not sure how the workout went, but you know he can be somebody that they bring in. So I moved Miller down um, to my RB 40 for the year. By the way, you know all my rankings have been fully updated today uh, at you know August 15th. So you can check them out at Patreon.com/slash Upper Fantasy. Uh, the link will be in the, in the description of this episode um, by the way it also includes rankings with context you know, blurbs on, on more than 100 players also I put up an article exclusive for Patreon members for specific tiers who, who got the draft kit for the season I have an article round by round by round who I'm targeting, who I'm avoiding, who are the sleepers, who I'm okay drafting and why okay Go check it out, patreoncom slash Um, Devonte Adams has a leg injury. Coach Josh McDaniels said it's not crazy serious. That's what he said. Not crazy serious. I don't know what that means. Does it mean it's kind of serious? Not just not crazy serious. The injury appears to be minor, though. Just something to monitor. Hopefully, he'll be all right. I'm not targeting him, you know, over guys like Amon Ra or even Garrett Wilson right now. I know that seems a little crazy, and and I know that I will probably have to eat my words at some point this year. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.